0: Section seven of Daddy Longlegs. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Joe Carabas. Daddy Longlegs by Jean Webster. Section seven, Junior Year continued. Fifth March. Dear Daddy Longlegs, President Koehler made a speech this evening about the modern generation being flippant and superficial. He says that we are losing the old ideals of earnest endeavor and true scholarship, and particularly is this falling off noticeable in our disrespectful attitude towards organized authority. We no longer pay a seemly deference to our superiors. I came away from chapel very sober. Am I too familiar, Daddy? Ought I to treat you with more dignity and aloofness? Yes, I'm sure I ought. I'll begin again. My dear Mr. Smith, you will be pleased to hear that I passed successfully my mid-year examinations and am now commencing work in the new semester. I am leaving chemistry, having completed the course in qualitative analysis, and am entering upon the study of biology. I approach this subject with some hesitation as I understand that we dissect angleworms and frogs <clears throat> an extremely interesting and valuable lecture was given in the chapel last week upon roman remains in southern France. I have never listened to a more illuminating exposition of the subject. We are reading Wordsworth's Tintern Abbey in connection with our course in English literature. What an exquisite work it is, and how adequately it embodies his conceptions of pantheism! The Romantic movement of the early part of the last century, exemplified in the works of such poets as Shelley, Byron Keats, and Wordsworth, appeals to me very much more than the classical period that preceded it. Speaking of poetry, have you ever read that charming little thing of Tennyson's called Locksley Hall? I am attending gymnasium very regularly of late. A proctor system has been devised, and failure to comply with the rules causes a great deal of inconvenience. The gymnasium is equipped with a very beautiful swimming tank of cement and marble, the gift of a former graduate. My roommate, Miss McBride, has given me her bathing suit. It shrank so that she can no longer wear it. And I am about to begin swimming lessons. We had delicious pink ice-cream for dessert last night. Only vegetable dyes are used in coloring the food. The college is very much opposed, both from aesthetic and hygienic motives, to the use of aniline dyes. The weather of late has been ideal. Bright sunshine and clouds interspersed with a few welcome snowstorms. I AND MY COMPANIONS HAVE ENJOYED OUR WALKS TO AND FROM CLASSES. (laughs) PARTICULARLY FROM. uh, TRUSTING, MY DEAR MR. SMITH, THAT THIS WILL FIND YOU IN YOUR USUAL GOOD HEALTH, I REMAIN MOST CORDIALLY YOURS, JERUSHA ABBOTT. 24TH APRIL DEAR DADDY, spring HAS COME AGAIN. YOU SHOULD SEE HOW LOVELY THE CAMPUS IS. I THINK YOU MIGHT COME AND LOOK AT IT FOR YOURSELF. MASTER Jervy DROPPED IN AGAIN LAST FRIDAY, BUT HE CHOSE A MOST UNPROPITIOUS TIME, FOR SALLY AND JULIA AND I WERE JUST RUNNING TO CATCH A TRAIN. AND WHERE DO YOU THINK WE WERE GOING? TO PRINCETON, TO ATTEND A DANCE AND A BALL GAME, IF YOU PLEASE. I DIDN'T ASK YOU IF I MIGHT GO. "'because I had a feeling that your secretary would say no. "'But it was entirely regular. "'We had leave of absence from college, "'and Mrs. McBride chaperoned us. "'We had a charming time. "'But I still have to omit details. "'They are too many and complicated. "'Saturday, up before dawn, "'the night watchman called us, six of us, "'and we made coffee in a chafing-dish.' you never saw so many grounds and walked two miles to the top of one tree hill to see the sun rise we had to scramble up the last slope the sun almost beat us and perhaps you think we didn't bring back appetites to breakfast dear me daddy i seem to have a very ejaculatory style today. this page is peppered with exclamations I meant to have written a lot about the budding trees, and the new cinder-path in the athletic field, and the awful lesson we have in biology for tomorrow, and the new canoes on the lake, and Catherine Prentiss, who has pneumonia, and Prexy's angora kitten that strayed from home and has been boarding in Ferguson Hall for two weeks, until a chambermaid reported it, and about my three new dresses, white and pink and blue polka dots with a hat to match but i'm too sleepy i'm always making this excuse am i not but a girls college is a busy place and we do get tired by the end of the day particularly when the day begins at dawn affectionately judy 15th may dear daddy longlegs Is it good manners when you get into a car just to stare straight ahead and not see anybody else? A very beautiful lady in a very beautiful velvet dress got into the car today, and without the slightest expression sat for fifteen minutes and looked at a sign advertising suspenders. doesn't seem polite to ignore everybody else as though you were the only important person present. Anyway, you miss a lot." While she was absorbing that silly sign, I was studying a whole carful of interesting human beings. The accompanying illustration is hereby reproduced for the first time. It looks like a spider on the end of a string, but it isn't at all. It's a picture of me learning to swim in the tank in the gymnasium. The instructor hooks a rope into a ring at the back of my belt, and runs it through a pulley in the ceiling. It would be a beautiful system if one had perfect confidence in the probity of one's instructor. I'm always afraid, though, that she will let the rope get slack, so I keep one anxious eye on her and swim with the other, and with this divided interest I do not make the progress that I otherwise might. Very miscellaneous weather we're having of late. It was raining when I commenced, and now the sun is shining. "'Sally and I are going out to play tennis, "'thereby gaining exemption from Jim. "'A week later. "'I should have finished this letter long ago, but I didn't. "'You don't mind, do you, Daddy, if I'm not very regular? "'I really do love to write to you. "'It gives me such a respectable feeling of having some family. "'Would you like me to tell you something? "'You are not the only man to whom I write letters.' There are two others. I have been receiving beautiful long letters this winter from Master Jervy, with typewritten envelopes so Julia won't recognize the writing. Did you ever hear anything so shocking? And every week or so a very scrawly epistle, usually on yellow tablet paper, arrives from Princeton, all of which I answer with business-like promptness, So, you see, I'm not so different from other girls. I get letters, too. Did I tell you that I have been elected a member of the Senior Dramatic Club? Very recherche organization. Only 75 members out of 1,000. Do you think as a consistent socialist that I ought to belong? What do you suppose is at present engaging my attention in sociology? I'm writing, figurez-vous, a paper on the care of dependent children. The professor shuffled up his subjects and dealt them out promiscuously, and that fell to me. C'est drôle, ça, n'est-ce pas? There goes the gong for dinner. I'll post this as I pass the box. Affectionately. J. 4th June dear daddy very busy time commencement in ten days examinations to-morrow lots of studying lots of packing and the outdoor world so lovely that it hurts you to stay inside but never mind vacations coming julia is going abroad this summer it makes the fourth time no doubt about it daddy goods are not distributed evenly sally as usual "'Goes to the Adirondacks. "'And what do you think I'm going to do? "'You may have three guesses. "'Lock Willow? Wrong. "'The Adirondacks with Sally? Wrong. "'I'll never attempt that again. "'I was discouraged last year. "'Can't you guess anything else? "'You're not very inventive. "'I'll tell you, Daddy, "'if you'll promise not to make a lot of objections.' "'I warn your secretary in advance that my mind is made up. "'I am going to spend the summer at the seaside "'with a Mrs. Charles Patterson "'and tutor her daughter, who is to enter college in the autumn. "'I met her through the McBrides, and she is a very charming woman. "'I am to give lessons in English and Latin to the younger daughter, too. "'But I shall have a little time to myself, "'and I shall be earning fifty dollars a month.' "'Doesn't that impress you as a perfectly exorbitant amount?' "'She offered it. "'I should have blushed to ask for more than twenty-five. "'I finish at Magnolia, that's where she lives, the first of September, "'and shall probably spend the remaining three weeks at Lock Willow. "'I should like to see the Semples again, and all the friendly animals. "'How does my program strike you, Daddy? "'I'm getting quite independent, you see.' You have put me on my feet, and I think I can almost walk alone by now. Princeton commencement and our examinations exactly coincide, which is an awful blow. Sally and I did so want to get away in time for it, but of course that is utterly impossible. Goodbye, Daddy, have a nice summer, and come back in the autumn rested and ready for another year of work. That's what you ought to be writing to me. I haven't any idea what you do in the summer, or how you amuse yourself. I can't visualize your surroundings. Do you play golf? Or hunt? Or ride horseback? Or just sit in the sun and meditate? Anyway, whatever it is, have a good time. And don't forget Judy. Dear Daddy, This is the hardest letter I ever wrote, but I have decided what I must do, and there isn't going to be any turning back. It was very sweet and generous and dear of you to wish to send me to Europe this summer. For the moment I was intoxicated by the idea, but sober second thoughts said no. It would be rather illogical of me to refuse to take your money for college, and then use it instead just for amusement. You mustn't get me used to too many luxuries." one doesn't miss what one has never had. But it's awfully hard going without things after one has commenced thinking they are his, hers. English language needs another pronoun, by natural right. Living with Sally and Julia is an awful strain on my stoical philosophy. They have both had things from the time they were babies. They accept happiness as a matter of course. The world, they think, owes them everything they want. Maybe the world does. In any case, it seems to acknowledge the debt and pay up. But as for me, it owes me nothing, and distinctly told me so in the beginning. I've no right to borrow on credit, for there will come a time when the world will repudiate my claim. I seem to be floundering in a sea of metaphor, but I hope you grasp my meaning, "'Anyway, I have a very strong feeling that the only honest thing for me to do "'is to teach this summer and begin to support myself.'" Magnolia, Four Days Later "'I just got that much written, when what do you think happened? "'The maid arrived with Master Jervie's card. "'He is going abroad too this summer, not with Julia and her family, "'but entirely by himself.'" I told him that you had invited me to go with a lady who was chaperoning a party of girls. He knows about you, Daddy. That is, he knows that my father and mother are dead, and that a kind gentleman is sending me to college. I simply didn't have the courage to tell him about the John Greer home and all the rest. He thinks that you were my guardian and a perfectly legitimate old family friend. I've never told him that I didn't know you. That would seem too queer." "'Anyway, he insisted on my going to Europe. "'He said that it was a necessary part of my education "'and that I mustn't think of refusing. "'Also that he would be in Paris at the same time, "'and that we would run away from the chaperone occasionally "'and have dinner together at nice, funny, foreign restaurants. "'Well, Daddy, it did appeal to me. "'I almost weakened. "'If he hadn't been so dictatorial, "'maybe I should have entirely weakened.' i can be enticed step by step but i won't be forced he said i was a silly foolish irrational quixotic idiotic stubborn child those are a few of his abusive adjectives the rest escape me and that i didn't know what was good for me i ought to let older people judge we almost quarrelled i'm not sure but what we entirely did In any case, I packed my trunk fast and came up here. I thought I'd better see my bridges in flames behind me before I finished writing to you. They are entirely reduced to ashes now. Here I am at Clifftop, the name of Mrs. Patterson's Cottage, with my trunk unpacked and Florence, the little one, already struggling with first declension nouns. And it bids fair to be a struggle. She is a most uncommonly spoiled child. I shall have to teach her first how to study. She has never in her life concentrated on anything more difficult than ice-cream soda-water. We use a quiet corner of the cliffs for a schoolroom. Mrs. Patterson wishes me to keep them out of doors, and I will say that I find it difficult to concentrate with the blue sea before me and ships a-sailing by and when I think I might be on one, sailing off to foreign lands. But I won't let myself think of anything but Latin grammar. The prepositions a or ab, abscue, coram, cum, d, e or x, prae, pro, sine, tenus, in, subter, sub, and super, govern the ablative. So you see, Daddy, I am already plunged into work with my eyes persistently set against temptation. Don't be cross with me, please, and don't think that I do not appreciate your kindness, for I do always, always. The only way I can ever repay you is by turning out a very useful citizen. Are women citizens? I don't suppose they are. Anyway, a very useful person. And when you look at me, you can say, I gave that very useful person to the world. That sounds well, doesn't it, daddy? But I don't wish to mislead you. The feeling often comes over me that I am not at all remarkable. It is fun to plan a career, but in all probability, I shan't turn out a bit different from any other ordinary person. I may end by marrying an undertaker and being an inspiration to him in his work. Yours ever, Judy. Nineteenth August. Dear Daddy Longlegs, my window looks out on the loveliest landscape, oceanscape rather, nothing but water and rocks. The summer goes. I spend the morning with Latin and English and algebra and my two stupid girls. I don't know how Marion is ever going to get into college or stay in after she gets there. As for Florence, She's hopeless, but, oh, such a little beauty. I don't suppose it matters in the least whether they are stupid or not, so long as they're pretty. One can't help thinking, though, how their conversation will bore their husbands, unless they are fortunate enough to obtain stupid husbands. I suppose that's quite possible. The world seems to be filled with stupid men. I've met a number this summer in the afternoon we take a walk on the cliffs or swim if the tide is right i can swim in salt water with the utmost ease you see my education is already being put to use a letter comes from mr jervis pendleton in paris rather a short concise letter i'm not quite forgiven yet for refusing to follow his advice however if he gets back in time he will see me for a few days at lock willow before college opens and if i am very nice and sweet and docile i shall i am led to infer be received into favour again also a letter from sally she wants me to come to their camp for two weeks in september must i ask your permission or haven't i yet arrived at the place where i can do as i please yes i'm sure i have i'm a senior you know having worked all summer i feel like taking a little healthful recreation i want to see the Adirondacks. i want to see sally i want to see sally's brother he's going to teach me to canoe and we come to my chief motive which is mean i want master jervy to arrive at lock willow and find me not there. I must show him that he can't dictate to me. No one can dictate to me but you, Daddy, and you can't always. I'm off for the woods, Judy. Camp McBride, 6th September. Dear Daddy, your letter didn't come in time, I'm pleased to say, if you wish your instructions to be obeyed, you must have your secretary transmit them in less than two weeks. As you observe, I am here, and have been, for five days. The woods are fine, and so is the camp, and so is the weather, and so are the McBrides, and so is the whole world. I am very happy. There's Jimmy calling for me to come canoeing. Good-bye. Sorry to have disobeyed. But why are you so persistent about not wanting me to play a little? When I've worked all the summer, I deserve two weeks. You are awfully dog in the mangerish. However, I love you still, Daddy, in spite of all your faults. Judy. End of section seven. Recording by Joe Carabas, Vallejo, California.